everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. And this is your girl, KT. And we have a special guest with us. Introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's BJ. I've been catching me of late on Chopping It Up with Q as mm-hmm. his co-host. Uh, and I'm just happy to be here. I am super honored that you guys, you know, <laughs> asked me to be on with you. I've, looked, I've been looking forward to it all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, can you share like your, your social medias or whatever, how people can get in contact with you? Sure. Um, if you want to contact me specifically uh, on Twitter, it is at BJ underscore Burton. Uh, Snapchat, it's Meek B. And on IG, I think it is always Vibrant B with two E's. Um, and then if you would like to listen to the show, it is Chopping Up with Q. And we are part of the Critical Dump Network. And you can catch us pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. Woo! Yep, we're excited <laughs> to have you here. We're going to have a, a good discussion, and we're going to start now. Oh, hold on. First of all, if you want to, you know, hit us up on social media, we have a Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast. Our Twitter is at talkitout underscore pod. You can use the hashtag talkitoutpod when discussing this episode, get a retweet, all that good stuff, and we can keep the conversation going. So, um, today we're going to talk a little bit about marriage. Um, so first of all, before we get into it, um, I'm not married. KT's not married. Didn't you say on Twitter you were a recently divorcee or have you been divorced for a while? Yeah, I was married for about a year and a half, almost two years, but I'm divorced now. Okay. (laughs) So you've been down the marriage road. So, um, KT, what about you? Like, would do you want to get married? Like, is that a goal in your life? Mm, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a goal. I think it has its, uh, I think it has its perks mm-hmm. as far as the bills and financial situations go. But I, I don't really, I don't really put marriage, you know, as, as kids and as little girls, you're always told, Oh, you just want to grow up and marry Prince Charming and mm. blah, 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 blah. Like, that's beat into us. But, nah, that's, that's not really a goal. It's just something that I want to do. Just for fun. Would be just like, for kicks. Yeah, it, just for kicks and giggles. Honestly, <laughs> I would be cool with getting married in a drive-thru if that was possible. They have those. <laughs> <laughs> it would have, it, I don't want it to be something absolutely crazy and extravagant. I just want to have fun with it. I can feel it. It should be fun. It's your it's your day. <laughs> yeah. Right. So VJ, would you like to get married again? Like, do you have to get married again? Or is it something that you're, you know, you're always thinking about or no? Um, I think if if I had it to do again, I probably wouldn't have gotten married the first time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I but I, I think I agree with KT in that respect. Um, I think it's it's beat into us that we have to get married, right? And we have to have children, and that's yeah. what you have to do successful and then I have like a very southern kind of Christian value centered family so then when you're looking at sitting around with your family and everyone else has kids or whatever and they're just like oh that's great you know oh you you know have a nice career and you graduated you know when are you gonna have have and it's and they don't say you don't they don't really bother men about those types of things so it's just an odd dynamic and it's very irritating it grates on your nerves it's like I understand what you're saying but like I have other accomplishments and goals too that don't involve, you know, shooting an infant out of my vagina. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's cool, 
but I'd like to do some other things too. So if you don't mind, just pass the potato salad and we're just going to have a good exactly. time Exactly. And I agree a hundred percent. Like you could have cured cancer and they'd be like, okay, well, when them kids coming? Like <laughs> for real? You know my mom? Wait, you met her? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ask you, Gabby. So, um, as far as your family background and as far as the things that your mom has definitely said to you before that I've heard, are, do you think <laughs> that you'll, you'll ever get married or ever be shooting out some babies? <laughs> My mom, you know, she's she's just like 40-something, but she's old school. And, like, I was telling her one time, I was like, I don't have to get married. You know, I could just, I could, I could slick just live the single life and get a surrogate because I'm not popping any babies out. Get a sperm donor, get a surrogate, have them have my babies and then raise them. And she was like, no, because it's not the same. I said, but I will use my eggs. Like what is not, what is not the same? It's still the DNA. They're still your biological grandchildren. No, because you got to do it this way and you got to do it that and I was like, no, because now you're changing it. No, you just, you said you wanted grandchildren. I'll give you grandchildren. Boom. I did not have, um, I did not do it the wrong way. I did not have sex outside of marriage to, to get these children. I did it the scientific <laughs> way. So I'm not breaking any of the Lord's laws and you have grandchildren. But no, she doesn't, she doesn't want it that way. She wants me to get married and she wants me to have children. But. And are you know. wanting to get married? And if you get married, how would you do it? Mm. It is not something that I think about. Like, it's, it's it's literally like something, it's like if it happens, it happens. I'll get a lot of more other things I want to happen that are more pressing than that. And if I happen to get married along the way, then so be it. But, yeah. And and if I, if I get married as well, I, I've never dreamed of having a huge, enormous wedding for one reason. I'm too shy for that. And I get too embarrassed. So... <laughs> I'm I'm fine just going to the courthouse and and signing some papers and uh, just letting it get done like that. But yeah, we're also we're like against the status quo. We're bad people. I think just when I got married, I actually um downed a one of those like small bottles of Patron before I went down the aisle. I just took the whole thing to the head, and I got married in the church. So y'all, Lord forgive me, and if I get struck down, y'all. I was back there and they were lacing me into that dress and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do this. And they're like, you can do it. It's fine. You you can do this. So, uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, so you were apprehensive now. about getting married the day b- that you got married? I was very. <laughs> and you still went, well, I guess, yeah, that's kind of tricky because it's like, it, how many people on their wedding day have backed out? I mean, you see it on TV, but in real life. How many people have the courage to say, I know y'all spent all this money and I know you got that DJ coming in the hour, but I don't want to get married anymore. That's a tough thing. It just, um, I think it was just like nerves. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, and like I said, if I had it to do over again, I probably wouldn't have because I feel like when you have those nerves and those intuitions, like you kind of have to trust your gut about yeah, things, yeah. right? Like, I, and I think I, that was my gut's way of telling me like, girl, you don't need to, this is not what you need <laughs> to be doing. But at that point, you know, money spent. There's like nine, you know, three flower girls and yeah. eight bridesmaids staring at my face. And it's just like, <laughs> at this point. You know. <laughs> so, you know, down, down the Patron and away we go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the marriage went. 
Till the end. But, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> the <end. laughs> and there it is. <laughs> That's gonna be me. <laughs> they have to drag you to the wedding with yeah. the rope. Like you oh, come, you get married. You're getting married. No, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, man. Back out of the drive drive through. Never mind. Change my mind. <laughs> Back out. Uh oh, there's some cars. Hold on. Can I get by? Y'all, please. Help. <laughs> right. Uh, uh. <laughs> Can you get that order? We don't we don't want that. I'm <laughs> through. <sighs> it's funny. Okay, so my next question is we talked about you know, as women, we're forced, like, pretty much pressured into marriage. And we're not pressured, but we're, it's always ingrained in us that that's something we need to do. Why do you think that is? Why do we, what's the word, not institutionalize our, our girls, but brainwash, maybe? Like, why do we put that in their heads so young, like, all the way, like, throughout their entire life? You have to get married. You have to find a husband. You have to be um, a lady like so you can find a husband. Why is this such a big thing? I think it's 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 a relic of a bygone era, if that makes sense. Like, I think when you look back historically, you know, women didn't have jobs. They didn't, you know, do anything outside of the home. So when you're raising girls or teaching them to cook, you're teaching them to clean, you're teaching them to be good homemakers. And mm-hmm. so if you don't have any type of income and your primary responsibility is having kids and taking care of them, then it's very difficult, I guess, to kind of show you anything else. Like it's, it, it doesn't seem like there is any possibility for anything else. Mm-hmm. And now obviously, you know, women work outside of the home, they're raising their children and, and doing all of it themselves, you know, some of them. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's, it's just kind of a, a relic of, of what used to be, you know, because even now men still want you to cook and clean and do all these other things, but then they still want you to have a job. So it's like, right. that's nice <laughs> you have a type and you can make money, but you're still going to do these other things too. Uh-uh, <laughs> never. What, what, what do you think, KT? Like, I, I think part of that, they just want us to be their mothers, but that's a different yeah, story true. for a different day. No, nah, that's the same um, story. We're going to tell it. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, like we are literally women are from the get go are born and raised at this point in time to be multitaskers. We're supposed to take care of the kids, have dinner ready and also hold down a full time job. But our men are supposed to be, quote unquote, uh, the uh, what are you called? The protectors and. The providers, but what does that even mean if the only thing that you're doing is coming home and demanding that your dinner is cooked <laughs> in the house? You know, like what are you protecting me from yourself? I I just I don't know. I and I'm not. Of course, this isn't all case scenarios. I just want to put that out because we'll have a million people. In not, our all, not all. Not all. Not all men are this way. Not all of you. No. <laughs> It's gonna be who is it? It's gonna be Kilo Rutches and uh, Afro Daily and Q. Probably no. he'll come on that too. Q. Q. Yeah. Q. No. Q. No, man, I don't do that. No, but I think that a lot of times women, yeah, we're we're pressured. We're pressured to be married and have children and take care of them, and then on top of that, have a job, and it's a lot. It's a it whole is. lot of women, and when we have women who are, you know, forty. 
even 30 year olds who don't have children and are not married, then we look at them like they're some kind of, uh, like abomination or something like yeah. my stepmom, she didn't get married to my dad till she was like 39 years old. And her mom had been pressuring her, her entire life to get a husband, <laughs> like literally her entire life. Her mom sent her to college so that she could find a husband and she never found a husband. So she basically got in debt for nothing. Oh, but it's like, yeah, but it's like, it's crazy to me that we pressure women like that, but we're not pressuring men. Like I have 30, 40 some odd uncles who ain't been married a day in their life and have 10 kids, but it's cause they're off fucking other people. You know, it's not cause they're out here being the protector and taking care of their <laughs> children and stuff like that. And, and we don't, we don't, we don't put that pressure on men. You can be a deadbeat man and do whatever you want in your life. And you can be out here stringing a whole bunch of people, but no one's sitting here telling you, you know, why don't you, settle down and stop drinking all the time and blah blah blah, blah you know Literally. i don't know like the most they'll ask a man is like the oh you got a girlfriend or something like that like that's the most and, the they, most. and they'll probably not even ask that because they i guess they just assume but women you got a boyfriend when you're getting married when you having kids when is this when is that it's like Mm-mm. stop it i think that the pressure is on because i mean we look at it from a biological standpoint they'll tell you that you know women are, are supposed to be kind of like the protectors of hearth and home and men you know we're mm-hmm. hunters gatherers whatever you want to call it so mm-hmm. it's these kind of stereotypical gender roles that you get into right and i yeah. think that even as times change those types of ideals team seem to persist and i think if we look at maybe more of the religious based aspects of it yeah <laughs> most definitely then it, then it yeah it becomes pretty apparent why it exists in that way and why it seems to persist because we live in a world where obviously women are doing a lot mm-hmm. of really mm-hmm. great things that aren't staying at home and raising children mm-hmm. and they're being their protector and providers and you know if you're like you know if you have family like my family well the bible says that you should get married <laughs> 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 like so i mean i think it just it depends on the ways in which you look at it but i think you know as, as we we know that we live in very much patriarchy still and so you know everything regardless of how we look at it is centered around or comes back to how it relates to men so for women everything that we do in our lives regardless of how it's framed then has to be compared to how it exists in reference to some man. Yep. It's like the yep. men like men are the sun and the rest of us just the women have to orbit around that and see how these pieces fit into mm-hmm. it. So that's so, real. That's it, the truth. That's a, yeah, that is that is real, one hundred percent. But how do we how do we change that? How do you guys think we can change the way the patriarchy is set up? Because of course this is talking out and we gotta we gotta find a resolution for this. Well mm-hmm. um like I said, like I told Q in that episode, I think patriarchy will be will be the last thing to be dismantled and sexism even before it like even if there's no more racism, we'll still have sexism and we'll still have patriarchy because it's so it's more intertwined, I think, than than racism is because it, like I said, it's it's in religion and religion governs the way a lot of people do everything in their life, the way they, they think, the way they dress, the way they the way they uh treat people and and i, I don't know it, it it's going to take a lot and and i was going to bring up a story about my mama she was telling me this story about um the fixer uppers i think 
and because she's like trying to get into entrepreneurship or whatever. And so she she read one of the stories of the lady who was the fixer upper lady, and the lady said pretty much she had a business, but then God told her to quit the business and go stay at home and and um, take care of the kids. And when my mom said that, I made a face. And my mom looked at me. She said, what you talking about? That's what God said. God said the woman's supposed to take care of the children. I was like, hold on. Hold on. I was just, I, if she want to do that, that's fine. She, she like went on this tirade. And then in church, at church, she gave this testimony and was talking about, yeah, the reason that the children are so bad is because we're going against what God said. God didn't want these mothers to be out here working. He wanted the mothers to be over here taking care of the children and taking care of the home. And I was like, okay, let's let's not like oh, like no. <laughs> the but there's there's privilege in that though too because some people can't stay at home. And, and you know, talking to her is just, but there's lots of people out here in this world that think like that. So, like, what could, what could you possibly do when people are so, have that so hard set in their minds? You can't change that. So, so what can you do? I, I agree. I don't, I mean, it's, it's a very hard thing to kind of unpackage, right? And I agree with you that I think patriarchy would be the last thing to die because when we look at it, it like, as, as, you know, race and other things aside, men still have far more privileges in being men than they do in being anything else. Yep. Um, and who's to say that they are going to readily give up said privileges? Um, Mm-mm. and I, I, like you were talking about your mom, like, I think it's interesting because I think like for a lot of like people or my church, the ladies that I go to church with, it's a very similar dynamic because during the election, a lot of what I heard wasn't, you know, oh, Hillary Clinton will be a great leader or Donald Trump is a horrible leader. It's, I don't know if we're ready for a woman president. I just don't think that's that a woman should lead the country. Right. And I'm just looking like, but there are CEOs and astronauts and women doing all this really awesome stuff. And, and your first response is not, we got to get Donald Trump the fuck up out of here. It's Hillary Clinton can't lead the country because she's a woman. That is I, so I, crazy. I, mean, I, just, <laughs> I was just, I was, I was in shock and awe. And it's, and these are the same people, you know, they're like, well, you can be anything you want to be and you should go to college and you should, you know, pursue your dreams and in the same breath. They're like, oh, but girl, if you want to be president, we're not going to vote for you. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's disheartening. It, it, I mean, and it, it, it's funny, but it's disheartening when you think about that. And it's just, I mean, it's it's very hypocritical. It and that's is. the thing you, we, as a as a community, I think all we can do is try to embrace our little girls and and show them that there's there's more for them outside of that. That we want them to be accomplished and do these great things. And if they want to get married and have kids, that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's right, nothing right. wrong with anyone who wants to stay at home with their children. But I don't also feel like on the other side that if I want to go out and have a career, I should be, you know, ostracized or made to feel guilty because I'm not at home, you know, making my kids grilled cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. at noon every day. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's that's kind of that's where the kind of like the conflict is, because, I mean, how do you rectify something like that when you have people who make you feel guilty for having to work? But then mm-hmm. if you don't work, you know, how are you supposed to take care of the children? Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, and the cost of living now, yeah, both both parties probably have to work. Like, it's not mm-hmm. negotiable for a lot of people. <laughs> yep. So how do you do that? And I think it's it's one of those things where it takes time and it takes being able to have conversations like these and having voices like um, y'all's platform where you talk about these things so that people are at least getting the information and can learn. Now, whether they're receptive to it, 
<laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, another that's thing. Right, right, that's a whole other story. But I, I think it's a good place to start. But that, that that brings me, you know, you're talking about the older the older women at your church. That brings me into a conversation that I started to see on Twitter. I think it was like two days ago with this lady. And they were talking about, you know, we glamorize these old school marriages and how people, you know, they stuck together. You know, the, the husband could have been cheating, but that lady stood by her man and she worked in that marriage and prayed for her man. And, you know, they get they get uh, 20 grandchildren. They've been married for 80 years and true love. And it was saying how, like, a lot of times they use that to shame people for not staying in marriages that were toxic for some reason. And they're saying, like, our generation is weak because, you know, we can't move past certain things. And we actually think better of ourselves and and have the the strength and financial power to move on. What do do you think about people that that say that? Because I see a lot of memes on Facebook that are like, that back in the day, people really loved each other. They stuck together. Like, what do you think about their whole narrative? Whoever. I think we live in a time of access. Like, when you are talking about these marriages and of whatever old school marriages, and these people stay together forever and ever, and they got break bait, you know, babies outside of the home, mm-hmm. and this, that, and other, I, you have to look at the power dynamic. Women didn't have nearly as many rights as they do now like you couldn't go get a divorce like you, that yeah. wasn't something that people did if you did how are you going to make money how are you going to take care of your kids how are you going to feed them right like you can't but you know could you go back to your your own family if you were like hey i, I i'm getting a divorce or whatever that's not something you did Mm-mm. it's like that it, it wasn't common i was like it wasn't common for women to do that women didn't have the access to resources that they do now to help so even if you were, you know, getting beat up or wanted to leave, how could you? Exactly. So you stayed because of what you had to do. You stayed because it was what people did then. You stayed because it was the climate of the times. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, I mean, it's like even with like, you know, people being woke or politically correct, like that once upon a time didn't exist. It was a climate of the times. People did different things. Hell, once upon a time, cars didn't have seat belts, but that doesn't mean I'm be like, you know what? I just want to ride in a Rattling Death Trap for shits and giggles today. <laughs> just because it used to work doesn't mean that it continues to work. And so, I mean, I think right. people glamorize things. Like people like to glamorize certain eras in time. Mm-hmm. Well, you're glamorizing good things about it like you're glamorizing the idea of loving one person and staying with them forever and it being this fantastic thing you're not glamorizing the parts of marriage that are shitty where you fight or this person is punching you in your eye or he's bad money and he gambles all the time or Mm -hmm. you're cheating on him and now you come up with a baby like you're not they're not glamorizing these types of issues that are being mm-hmm. covered up. They're glamorizing what it looks like to be in love with somebody for 80 years. And that's a fantastic thing if it happens. Yeah. But that, that, that doesn't happen for everyone. So it's shitty to be like, oh, well, because you thought that maybe you guys just couldn't work it out and you left that there's something wrong with you. No, I just have the resources to do so. I agree 100%. What do you think, KT? I think that... <clears throat> I think it's true that there there weren't the the resources out there for it and also I I don't want to say our generation is smarter 
Because I don't, I don't know if intelligent does that. I don't know if intelligence evolves like that. I don't really know. But I, I just want to say that, like, I feel like our generation kind of thinks outside the box more often. Does that make sense? Like, okay. we're not... We're not as weak as people think we are. We're not out here just allowing people to abuse us just because we want to be in a certain type of relationship. We're not, um, we're, we're known to be quick thinkers. We are known to be multitaskers. We're known to be, um, I, I don't know, like there's just so much that is completely different between us and then the generation before. So when you compare those two, it doesn't really like there's no comparison there because we're different. Even though we're all human beings, like we have different experiences and we have different lifestyles and we have different uh, time periods that we grew up in. Like VJ is saying, you know, at that time, maybe the people didn't have resources to get out of the home. But now we do have resources and women are a lot more independent. And even if their man can't take care of them, at the end of the day, they still have their own resources. Like I have a friend who I work with and uh, her husband lost her job and they were living together. Or No, her boyfriend lost her job, their job and they were living together. Um, but before they had got together and before they were living together, she made sure to get an apartment that if she needed to, and if she needed to kick him out, (laughs) then she would be able to handle it herself. And I think that's important. We we're thinking ahead of time. Like if this happens, then this is what I can do. I don't think that really happened back in the day. You know what I'm saying? That that just might be the the uh, the result of our culture as millennials. You know, right? We we have all this information. We already grow up. We've been in the recession. We like we're teenagers throughout the recession, so we know what it's like to struggle. Most of us, and so you know that you need to have your own money, even if you're in a relationship with somebody that potentially has money, you need to have your own kind of because, you know, nothing is promised. You might lose your job, anything like that. But also, like, when we go back to, to those old marriages and the old school marriages, like you said, like VJ said, we glamorize it. And also, there was no social media. So, like, where now everybody can tell their story about their relationship and everything they've gone through and the good and the bad mm-hmm. and why they left or whatever. There was no social media. So, like, think about all the people and all the marriages in America that we don't know anything about. You could think that maybe, you know, maybe they had um, very successful marriages, but we'll never know. The only way you would know is if somebody wrote a book about it or if they were on TV or in a newspaper or something like that. So they're they're basing... They're comparing the two, but they don't even have enough information to compare. I want to kind of add to, not to this conversation, but I want to see if we can divert it where we talk about how um, men are not being, uh, like, for instance, the relationship of Trump and his wife. I can't remember Mm. her name right now. But like... Yeah, like she is a thin woman. She was a model uh, and all this other crazy stuff. But Trump is like this really ugly hairpiece guy. How come men, when they are uh, marrying 
they normally marry up, quote unquote, and women are expected to settle less or settle for less. I don't know that it's particularly settling. I think men, I think it's a, I think it's a a balance of power. It's a trade-off, right? I think for men, it is acceptable for them to be successful and funny and smart and have money and not necessarily be attractive or they could have a shitty attitude. And women are taught that, you know, he can be, you know, a nice person or a good person, but if he, you know, doesn't have any money or whatever, then, you know, you don't want that guy. So they're taught to kind of like reach for attaining this goal where you're essentially trading access and money and power for maybe sexual attraction or him like being a kinder person. Mm-hmm. And I think for women, as we get older, then that's when <laughs> your priorities change. Right. And I think for women, we're taught that if, you know, if you're still without a mate after so long, then you should then try to settle. And that's where you start to see that that settling per se. I think when you're in your early 20s, that's maybe not the case. But I think as you get older, it does. And for men, you know, money and power equal access. Women are going to want those things. So you have the pick of, you know, the cream of the crop, no matter how old you are. Because I think his wife is substantially younger than him. I want to say by 30 years. Ew. Yeah. You know, yeah, one of them is almost 70, and she's probably a little bit. I mean, she may be closer to 50, but I know there's a, almost a 30 year gap. Ugh. Help her, Lord. Mm. Ew. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. <laughs> ew. Like, I just felt grossed out. Like, ew. Donald Trump. Like, it's your spinach, right? Like, it's. <laughs> also, I was reading how they don't like sleep in the same bed or anything like that. Like, that is creepy to me. Like, I no, guess it's not. Just. I mean, it's not creepy. It's 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 not creepy because uh, that's going outside the societal norm or whatever. But at the same time, it it's a little weird. Like, does she not feel comfortable sleeping with him? Or and, and here I go, just you know, stereotyping women. Something is wrong with her. Maybe she doesn't feel this way. Maybe she doesn't feel that way. Maybe she just doesn't want to sleep with him. I don't know. Either way in a marriage of convenience and she doesn't want to lose her access and privilege and Uh money so it makes more sense Uh to stay than to try to leave yep (laughs) why why bother why bother leaving when the person is just going to leave you to your own devices and you have to kind of show up and take pictures and wave occasionally (laughs) would would you leave that oh no 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 goals goals like anybody but donald trump i'd do it Right. Donald Trump just looked like he stank and he don't take bath. <laughs> so. he, he doesn't wash his hair piece. Oh, right. <laughs> Ew, imagine Donald Trump walking around without their hair piece. Ew, he looks like a... I, I feel like my retinas like melt out of my eyes. <laughs> imagine him naked. Please don't. No. Please don't. Sexy. <laughs> Awkward bod goals. <laughs> no wonder she don't sleep in the same bed as him. All right, this is gone left. Well, I, I wanted to bring up a question. How come women don't have, like, really rich women? I've seen really rich women, um, you know, like singers and entertainers. You know, they don't have, having money and power doesn't have the same effect on them, I don't think. Like, you, I think like, you with, answered your own question women like you literally said it women but i'm saying wouldn't you think like like with 
I don't know. I guess my dynamic is different. But if there was somebody that had a whole bunch of money, I would be trying to get in good with them. How come there's not like men over here like throwing themselves at these women with all this money? It's like they're intimidated or something. Our society says that if you're a man and you don't make more money than the woman that you're with, you're worthless, right? Like that's how yep. they that's how they measure them. Like so, it's it's a power struggle. Like if you are a woman and you make substantially more money than the man, then what is he there for? Like that's the thing. Like they don't we don't put any value on other things that men contribute to their households or their homes. He may be a stay at home dad or whatever, but people frown upon that for whatever reason because he's not the primary breadwinner. So a lot of these women that have the power and the access and the money, like they're still looked at like, that's great. But, you know, your husband's at home with your kids. <laughs> why do they care? And so I think it's, it's wild. I mean, it's, it's why, like, why do you care that much about it? Right. But I think that's a lot of what it is. It's, it's about a power dynamic. And men are taught that they should be primary breadwinners and they should be the ones making the money. So if you then have to be like, hey you know, wifey, I want to do X, Y, Z today. Can I, you know, get the credit card? Like It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> different. I think, I think in a lot of ways it may be slightly emasculating. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I was just talking about society as a whole, like society. It's like, we just spend way too much time worrying about other people. You know what I'm saying? Like let people live. Like if the if the man stays at home and cooks and cleans and takes care of the kids and the woman is making millions of dollars, why should you bet an eye? You should be cl- applauding the man for getting a woman that makes millions of dollars and all you got to do is stay at home. But it's just people are just mm-mm. nosy and want to be in other people's business. That's what it is. Just stay in your lane. And do your own thing and stay out of people's business. That's that's the new title of this show. Stay out of people's business. <laughs> and drink water. <laughs> right. And drink water. <laughs> Please wash your face also, but and your ass. But. And your butt too, because people don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, hang on, guys. There is a wasp in my bedroom and I'm trying not to die. So Ooh. yeah, hang oh. on. Sorry. That reminds oh, me, one time there was a spider in the garage and my mom stepped on it and then all these other spiders came out. <laughs> no, like the spider had babies inside of it, and then she oh, squished oh, the spiders, okay. and the all these other spiders went out. I was oh, like, I she, like, they came like in towards her, and I was like, oh shit, they're plotting. No, <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious though. Like, okay, one, two, three, jump, and they all run after her. <laughs> right. <be> <laughs> okay, y'all, I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. All right, I'm good now. Good. I'm not dead. Intermission. <laughs> no, um, we're gonna talk about KT's favorite man, Mr. Steve Harvey. Oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> oh, Steve. Um, so we know st- people like Steve Harvey and TD Jakes and and all these other people have made millions over here coaching women how to be better women to find husbands. Um. Which is crazy. Like, why would you listen to a man? I guess it's like, well, this is what I look for in a woman. But still, it doesn't make sense. So, why why do you think there's a think like a man, act like a woman, and not a think like a woman, act like a man? Why is that not a thing? 
Because nobody cares how women think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> True. Damn. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> um, I think that it's a it's a market, right? And I think that men are not out here looking for self help books on how to catch a woman because, right? Men don't want to get married. They want to sow their wild oats and be free or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's always this narrative of men having to be not not like forced or trapped, but like they have to. You know, I'm finally gonna. Settle down. Settle down, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a different narrative for them. So I think Steve Harvey has, has made a killing off kind of like the insecurities and preyed upon those things in women that make them feel like if they don't get married or they don't find a man, they're worthless. Right. So people buying his books are these women who feel like, okay, well, I've done everything I know to do and it's still not working for me. Maybe if I read this, then this will be the thing that gets me a husband. Right. I, wonder if, I think he just plays in that type of desperation. I wonder if, the, if that's ever worked for anybody. Like, are there any success stories, like real success stories, not paid actors, of people that read the book and it actually worked? Do you know anybody who's read the book? Well, yeah, but with, <laughs> what is that going to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did read it, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I said he's I said he was making money playing into the insecurities. I'd say he was making money fixing the insecurities right. and getting them married. Did, didn't he make a part two? Or was it a, a, a second yeah, movie? They got married or something, yeah. Okay. Interesting. What'd you think, KT? Have you ever read his book? I have not. Um God, that man. Oh, what can I say about him? Um So I want to start it off on a positive note. (laughs) Uh, I do like when he does the little children's skit thingies, whatever it's called. Um, Little big shots. Little big shots. I love those. They're hilarious. I love the little kids. Uh, Sometimes he does do a little bit of uh, misogyny towards the little girls. I know that's weird, but like sometimes he'll say some things. I'm just like side eyeing him like, "Mm." I don't know if you should have said that to a child, but Mm. I I, I like those. I like those. They're cute. But in the same breast, I really just don't like him. Um, he, He literally has this mindset that more than likely every man I know has the mindset of is that, you know, women are wired differently. They, uh, he, he act, basically, he acts like he knows women. He knows everything about women. He knows how we shape. He knows how we function. Yeah. He knows how we like love. He knows everything about women. But at the end of the day, it's like you literally know zip about women. Like you're a man and you know nothing about dating. The only thing you know about women is that you find certain women beautiful and certain women you don't. And I think a lot of times he has this way of like projecting himself or, or talking to women like, oh, well, you're beautiful. So obviously in Steve Harvey's eyes, you're a uh, fit for a man. Um, I've seen some episodes that he does of his show where he has bigger women or not so attractive women for society standards on there. And they will have... Um, 
Then he'll have men come on the show and he'll do like a little dating show for the woman Mm -hmm. because obviously she's so unfit that she needs to, you know, be helped Mm. find a man. Um, I I don't know. If I needed help dating, I just don't know that Steve Harvey would be the person. Right. I'd ask. Why would you? Why would you ask Steve Harvey of all people? Out of all people, I'd rather ask Shamar Moore. You know, I'd rather ask somebody who got play. You know, who actually got game. I mean, I mean, if we're just going on the 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 premise of let's just say something nice about Steve Harvey, like I guess his teeth are nice or whatever. But fantastic fucking veneers. Those are some great veneers or whatever. <laughs> right. But uh, mm. what did what did Aretha say? Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. But that's all I've got. Like you just. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, when did he become the, I guess, go-to person about women or what women right. should do and husbands? Especially because women play into it. I know so many women that just have, just I love Steve Harvey. She, they love what he says. They think he is just the man. He is the man. And then if you, if, when they turn to his uh, audience on the show, you'll see all these women out there. They just laughing and having a good old time. And I'm just like, how? How? Do you realize what this man just said? He literally just said that all you bitches are ugly and you need to find a man. And, and you're all just laughing at it. And it just makes no sense to me. I don't get it. I just don't get it. They're, yeah, they're, they're sitting there having a good old time. And he's just like, you know. You are all worthless without yep. a husband. None of you brought any here. So here's what we're going to do. You Here's a copy of my newest book and all of you get to take it home. And I just want you to read it. And we're just going to help you live your best life. That includes you having a man. Yep. You're going to fix it. Damn it. You're going to have a man before you leave here. I hate it. I hate Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. I liked him on Family Feud. And I liked him on <laughs> right, Family Feud. When he's talking about women, I just don't, I just don't care for him. The Steve Harvey well, show wasn't that bad. bad. <laughs> well, I think that. he perpetuates the stereotype that women are different, like you were saying, KT. And I think that it, it's different for every person. Like I, I just, I mean, I understand from a biological standpoint. Yes, in some ways, we are wired differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that relationships should be a, a case by case basis, right? It's like I can't. Yeah. It's not a size fits all. I can't read a book and it's going to tell me how to talk to every single man in the world. There's no book that's going to tell you how to talk to every single woman. And then of course you apply that to the to the person that you meet that's not like any of those things. Right. And expect and it to be a oh, you've just like fucked up something that could be really good because you are trying to put this person in some type of box or category right. and treat them it doesn't work that way. And you could just bend yourself and they would have fell in love with you but no Steve Harvey told you to do this and that and the other and you mess it up. And that reminds me, like, um, collect check. Why are you worried about what he told you to do? Exactly. <laughs> and that that reminds me of I, I can't remember what podcast it was, but they were talking about that, and they were talking about then he have like a a thirty day rule or a ninety day ninety day rule. Like you can't no no types of relations or nothing for ninety days. And they were all, it was like a group of men. They were all like, this is the first thing you do to get you dumped. Like, like none of the men were like, all the men were like, this will never work. Don't you ever do anything like this. And like Steve Harvey will get you over here. Like you will never find anybody. Unless you like really want to just be celibate or whatever. But you just doing like a test 
to see if somebody um somebody is marriage material just because Steve Harvey told you to do it. It is it's just not gonna work and it's sad. And I'm sorry he took all y'all money and y'all went to see the little movie and that was cute, but you know, you probably need need to ask for your money back. Because um he's I mean, my question is always, okay, so then what if you don't have sex for ninety days, then you do it and the person leaves anyway? I just like again I just don't see the point of Steve Harvey like I don't I don't get him anymore I don't understand shows like that uh Dr. Phil I hate that show I hate Dr. Phil he does the same shit as Steve Harvey does uh except he brings on these badass white kids (laughs) and then she makes millions off of us I kind of like Dr. Phil though no, I just like I seeing the um, the craziness of the families. I don't listen when he starts talking. I don't watch it. But like when they're when the the beginning part, it's kind of like it reminds me of Maury. So I like that part. Girl, I'm gonna hang up. I'm through. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like some. I like trashy TV because you know sometimes you need stuff like that. Jerry Springer and Maury they have a market. Some people can watch it every day. I watch it. It's kind of like my dessert for my mind. You know, like my this whole week I've been dealing with all this stress and stuff. Sometimes I just want to see folks cut up and, and act yeah. a fool on TV. You know what I'm saying? We do watch it every weekend just just because. It has we'll say, Yeah, we'll say, oh, this is fake. This is so fake. But like we're still watching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get one more. I think, I think we know it's fake. I think that just, you know, it's just entertainment, right? <laughs> Some of that yeah. stuff is real because ain't nobody finna punch nobody in the face. And, you know, I, I think that when they start fighting, like punching, that stuff's real. But, like, a lot of times they do, like, those scenes. I didn't know he was a, a woman or, what, or whatever. Like, that stuff is always fake because they never fight and the acting is terrible. I can now I can decipher some real or fake from Jerry Springer. I've become a, a connoisseur of that. If you need somebody to tell you which scene is fake and real, I can tell you that. She has. I can attest to that. That's very good. <laughs> so, um, I got one more question uh, topic. This has nothing to do with marriage, but you know, we kind of got some some backlash or whatever from um, our comments about Kendrick Lamar. And we folks have been hitting up our DMs all week and uh, hitting up our mentions on Twitter all week about that, what we said. And, you know, it's whatever. But I kind of want to just get really quickly into um, the way that being a feminist is perceived in, in society now. Like, now it's like, I don't know. At first, it was like, it's still kind of commercialized. Like, everybody's a feminist now. But now it's like, if you say one thing about, oh, heaven forbid, I don't like you using the word female. Or, heaven forbid, I don't like you using the B word. Then you're some type of angry, feminist, social social justice warrior type deal. No husband having. Angry, mad. Like, you could just say one thing and then, oh, no. Who hurt you? And right. All this stuff. So, so um, VJ, let me, let me ask you. Do, do you um, identify as a, a feminist? 
I don't think I've ever really thought about it. I mean, I guess for the, I mean, I guess the answer, the basic answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think, but I think that a lot of times people put a negative, like you were saying, a negative uh, stigma on the word instead of looking at what it actually means to to be a feminist. Like, I mean, I, I ideally it just means that I, you know, am a proponent of women's rights, and I'm going to, you know, not shut my mouth when I feel like women are being disrespected or not being held to the same standard that we hold men to. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I think it's kind of morphed into this whole different thing where, like you were saying, it doesn't matter what you say. Oh, you're angry. You're uh, all the feminists are out. Uh, and it's not like <laughs> <laughs> some kind of like weird Jurassic Park dinosaur or something. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's not that right. That's not what feminism is. And I think it, it just kind of gets this this negative spin and makes it turn to this this terrible thing when it's not. Exactly. Well, since you're not. You said you never thought about yourself being a feminist, but I see you on Twitter. You say you say mm-hmm. a lot of progressive things about women mm-hmm. and the feminist topics. So, at, on your your experience on social media or e- even in real life, have you gotten a lot of backlash from people uh, for just speaking your mind and having the audacity to talk about how you feel and your treatment as a woman? Uh, very much so. I think that. Um People expect women to, you know, be be pretty and and sit quietly and not have an opinion or be smart. And I think obviously that's gotten better with time. But I still think that it, it in a lot of ways it holds true. People don't want to hear things from women, even mm-hmm. like um like the hashtag that was on Twitter a while ago, like maybe a few days ago, uh, women at work. Yeah. Um, and I was able to read some of those stories, and I think mine is very similar. I work with a a lot of men, and um. It's interesting, the dynamic, because I can say something and they'll be like, oh, that's not really a good idea, blase, blase. And then, you know, somebody else can come back with a similar idea and they eat it all up. If it's Yes. A yep. Oh, my and goodness. So I think, Every time. <laughs> so I think you experience these things and you know what it looks like when you don't stick up for yourself or you kind of you kind of have to. And um, I think even with our Twitter threads that we are in together, I, I don't think people think it's us, you know, like, oh, we're just trying to jump in and, you know, shit all over somebody's fun. But that's not it. If we if we don't speak up and just kind of acknowledge the ways in which we think about things and try to reshape that, then, I mean, are we doing anybody any type of service? No. Like, if I'm going to be your friend or we're going to be cool, then I, I need to at least know that you're going to be willing to hear me out about what I have to say. Exactly. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it for you and make it seem as if what I'm saying isn't important when it is to me. And also, I feel like that's kind of that's offensive. Like, if you're going to sit here and be my friend and you're going to expect me to support you, then how come you have to debate me on every single little thing that I say when I'm in regards to women? Like, you're not a woman at the end of the day. So what do you have to say about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do... Why are we getting so much backlash if you are my friend and you're supposed to be supporting me? Right. Because I think they want to have these conversations, but they want to have them at the way in which they insert themselves into the conversation. Right. Like it's that thing where they don't where somebody wants to play victim. Uh And so they kind of insert themselves into the conversation from a a victim standpoint. Oh, well, why are you picking on me? Or, oh, well, why are you directing all this at at this group of people instead of looking at it with maybe an open mind and open heart and being like, okay, I I see what you're saying. Like the calling someone the B word or 
referring to women as female, that whole debate. It's there's always somebody who just takes it off the rails. Well, I'll say whatever I want to and who hurt you and why do you care? But the thing about it is, is why do you care so much about saying that exactly. particular word? If I'm asking you just to not say it, why can't you do that? It's if a you regards to me or whomever. Like I don't right. get why it's so awful to just not say it. Right. It's it's a respect thing. Like what, what KT was saying, just like when you're with a group, when you're like around elders or around children, usually you won't use curse words because, you know, like nobody is saying you can't cuss around them. But you it's kind of like a respect thing. It's like, OK, well, you know, I'm around some older people and I'm around some children. I probably shouldn't be using these words. But, you know, I can use them when I when I get home and around my friends. And if somebody is telling you I don't feel comfortable about I don't feel comfortable about you saying the using the B word or using females. Like, is this really taking a part of your soul? Like, are you going to die now because you can't say one word around me? Like, really, is it is, that, is it that much of a big deal? And and they they complain about oh political correctness and and all this censorship and stuff. And it's like we're not even asking much. It's not like we're saying the way you walk is oppressive. I need you to change the way you walk. Your hair is oppressive. I need to just shave your hair. It's not a life change. It's just don't use one word. We have billions of words you can use. We just don't want you to use this one. Why is that such a big deal for people? Because it's Twitter and the misogyny is strong with them. Woo-hoo. They all need a whooping. That's what they need. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> whooping. No, it's we do not think. We do not think children. You put them. They in ain't children. Out. They grown men. They need a whooping. That was supposed to be shade, but it, I guess not. <laughs> uh. Um. Anything else? Any housekeeping? Anything y'all would like to add? Anything you like to plug? Uh, VJ. Anything uh. like that? <laughs> no, I don't think I have anything to plug. Like I said, you guys can uh, catch me co-hosting with Q and Kayla on Chopping It Up with Q, a part of the Critical Dump Network that normally drops Tuesdays. We were a little late last week and it was a Wednesday night. So forgive us for trying our best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but aside from that, that's I think that's really it. Um but again, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I really enjoyed the conversation. I was like seriously looking forward to this because I just love both shows so much. Oh. And I think it's amazing what you guys are able to do and the conversations that you're able to have. And I don't think that you guys know how much of an impact that has on people. And it's really a great thing because I feel like it's opened up a lot of dialogues for people that they may not have listened to if it had come from someone else. Oh, thank oh. you so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, though. We had a good time. We going you know, we inviting you to T.O. Black next, so be prepared. Oh, I have plenty of stories. I look forward to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Because KP, if you don't she, know what T.O. Black is, then oh yeah, you better uh, ask somebody. Better ask somebody. Better exactly. ask somebody. Hit us up in the DMs. We'll tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a very good time. She'll be on T.O. Black soon. Um, KT, any any housekeeping, anything real quick? Uh, oh, goodness gracious. I always get embarrassed when I read off my, when I say my thing. Uh, well, you need to change hit, it. No, that's my handle. <laughs> uh, you can hit me up on Twitter for some art, some logos. Uh, or not Twitter, on Instagram at Queer Art Shit. And that's Q-U-E-E-R-A-R-T-S-H-I-T. And I'm really cheap, so hit me up. Hit her up. That's all. You guys should get something. Seriously, hit her up. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you still, uh, Katie? Are you still doing the five dollar portrait things on Sundays? Is that still a thing? Because I that think I want one done. Still a thing. That is still a thing. 
Actually, you you owe me one, so I need to get one for free. Um, where my five dollars at first? You owe me one. Since when? The other day. We'll talk about this after the podcast. Um, anyway. all right. So, uh, yeah, and you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play and TuneIn and Stitcher wherever you want to listen to your your podcasts. We're there. Um, we have our social medias again: facebookcom podcast Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast, which is which is doing big things. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about Teal Black on here. But and our Twitter is at Talk It Out underscore pod. Um, I think that's pretty much it. If you want to email us, email us at talk it out podcast at yahoo.com. And yeah, we got some big things coming again. Websites, merch coming very soon. Stay tuned for that. Again, this has been Gabby. And, and DJ. And this has been Talk It Out.